What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Recorded live. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Welcome everyone, welcome, it's Dave AC in the chair today and um, well, there's an explanation for that and I will tell you in a moment. Yes, welcome to episode 217 of the uh, Colton Collective Podcast. It's uh, Sunday the 25th of August and there's almost nobody here. So the topic, uh, we'll explain a little bit more length and then I'll introduce those people that have staggered into the room. Um, uh, episode 217 just in case I don't manage to change the uh, the wording of the uh, the strap line for this show, it was humans must escape Earth or perish. Well, it was slightly foreladen with doom, because although lots of the collective haven't perished, they're obviously not well enough to attend, although they have sent in their excuses. But enough of that, let's uh, find out who has joined us in the room. And uh, my co-host helping me for today is... The Seventh Doctor, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Dave. Well, I'm glad to be here today with you. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of lost in space here, trying to escape the Earth and can't find my way. Good. No, no radiation po- poisoning, no no Not viruses, yet. no bird flu, no, uh, no <laughs> volcanoes around your way, no fires approaching your home. Nope, nope. Uh, I'm, I'm in space, Dave. I'm trying to escape the Earth, and I've lost my way. I'm lost. Lost in space. <laughs> well, thing, dear, dear. Well, you might be better off there, because remember, we last saw uh, Perry G on that spaceship off to the moon when we were on oh, Friday Night right. Trivia. Yeah, I think I he's still remember. there, because unfortunately he's not with us. But we do have another member on audio, and that's Kobo4747. Hi, Kobo. Hey, Dave. How are you? Uh, well, uh, I'm holding up a sink- sinking ship. I'm the captain on the deck, and I'm mixing all my metaphors up here. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> a bit of a perfect storm today. <laughs> and um, do you answer my... how are you? I'm doing very well. And to answer my questions, I'm watching two at the moment: Drunken and Black, and 
the original Fullmetal Alchemist. Okay, now I'm not going to introduce anybody else on audio because that's your lot. So let's see who's under the cone. Control, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable cone of silence. What? And in the room we have uh, the ever-faithful Cybob. We have the next Doctor, who is also known as uh, Randall Thor, Mike indeed. Hopefully he will be back fully functional on the internet very soon indeed, and also on his own very successful and brilliant show called Friday Night Trivia. How do I know it's a brilliant show? Well, I hosted it last week, and that is uh, call ID 72402. If you haven't caught Friday Night Trivia before now, Please give it a listen. You might want to join the madness, especially with the masterful host of Mike Randall 4, hopefully back in the chair next week, uh, because unfortunately, the lunatics have taken over the asylum in the last few weeks. Uh, so uh, it's a bit of one flew up the cuckoo's nest. Oh, I'm going. I'm getting into the swing of this now. Um, we've, we've also got Carl, light leader in the room. Welcome, Carl. Good to have you here. And we were br- uh, joined briefly before the audio started with uh, Logan. Uh, and uh, remember that Logan has his own show indeed. And uh, I better just very quickly uh, check on the call ID number because it's not one that is firmly sunk into my memory for which I will get stick for. It's the Media's, Media Outsiders and that call goes out on Sundays at um, 9pm, uh, sorry 10pm Eastern Daylight Time and it's um, call ID 81865. So um, he's, I don't know whether he's got a topic sorted for tonight but um, do join uh, Logan on his own show at 10pm Eastern Daylight Time. So, that's all, but we do have apologies. Unfortunately, Ian was taken unwell, so unwell he couldn't even drink on Friday Night Trivia, uh, although I think he had a nip of something right at the end. Uh, we're also, unfortunately, not joined by Ken, Cuddly Ken, who may join us later, but uh, can't be sure of doing it because he's having some uh, issues. The, the cables are down, some tragedy in his neck of the woods. So, we've got that means we've got... Um, um, a virus in one house, we've got uh, uh, communications wrecked in another, and we're not quite sure about what's happening to Perry, maybe also lost in space, uh, as uh, Jeff is calling in. So, really a disparate room today, and um, before we go to news, let me just say that if if you happen to get the tweet for this show... <coughs> when I put out that the topic would be Humans Must Escape Earth or Perish. And this, of course, is a reference to um, Stephen Hawking, who said that humans must escape Earth or perish, uh, and we only have a thousand years to do it. We were going to discuss that in both uh, the scientific uh, possibilities of what could be happening to Earth, the human race, society, and so on, and also to talk about how science fiction has treated that um, in terms of movies, TVs, or whatever, and also books and so on. So uh, that 
we feel is such a grand topic that uh, although I've got I've got two brilliant minds with me in the room, even they feel as though they they could do with some support on that very uh, full topic. So uh, if all goes well, we will be doing that on episode 218. So if you've tuned in for Humans Must Escape Earth, I perish, tune in next week. What we're going to do now is just do some preliminary work maybe after we've done some news. But um, this will be probably one of the shortest Cultural Collective podcasts. Yes, less than 10% of the race survives. Well, the Cultural race anyway. So let's hear from the typing monkey. And I've got a feeling um, he's down to typing with one hand. Don't type him go. There you are. That was two-thirds of the Cultural race <laughs> willing a monkey on to type there. Jeff, I think yours is uh, probably the most related thing that we have in terms of Doctor Who stuff, although I do have something. Do you want to go first with news? Sure. Um, Well, first off, we have uh, broadcast on Australia and New Zealand, we had the uh, Doctors Revisited episodes 5, 6, and 7. They were just broadcast today, in fact. Uh, and that kind of surprised me because episode eight hasn't aired in America yet. And I, these are American um, produced shows. So I thought it would appear on BBC America first. But in fact, they've appeared in Australia and New Zealand already. Um, just today, in fact. So you mentioned eight as well. I thought you just said uh, five, six and seven there. But five, six, seven and eight. Well, this is according to DoctorWhoNews.net, so um, they are reporting that Episode 8 was broadcast today on August the 25th, Um, so they showed all four of those, Episodes 5, 6, and 7, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, and Paul McGon. Now, Episode 8 will air on BBC America this Saturday, and that The date of that is August the 31st, and it will be at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on BBC America, and they will be showing the TV movie right after the special. So uh, if you're in America, uh, just tune to BBC America this Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, and that would also be 8 o'clock on the West Coast, on the Pacific Time Zone. Uh, this Saturday, August the 31st, for the Doctors Revisited, the Eighth Doctor, and this also the Doctor Who, the TV movie, uh, for the 96th film with Paul McGann, will be shown right after. Just to expand on the special a bit, um, I wonder if I mentioned Lucy Miller as a companion of the, of the Doctor. Well, that's a good point, Kobo. Uh, Since the Eighth Doctor only had one television adventure, um, it it boggles the mind how they're going to fill in even a 30-minute special for the Eighth Doctor. So I'm wondering if they will tie in some of the Big Finish audios somehow and and some of the other things that uh, Paul McGon has been tied to with uh, Doctor Who otherwise, such as The the... the remake, the remake of Shada. The remake of on uh, BBC um, Internet. 
Right. Did you have anything else to add, Kobo? Um, just that if Lucy Miller is legitimized in this way, I think I we guess have, we'll have to tune in Saturday and find out, or ask our Australian or New Zealand friends. We have they've a, already um, seen it. We have a definite link between the TV show and the um expanded universe. Always kind of looked at them as two separate entities. That this makes the case that they're one and the same. Well, like I said, just we'll have to tune in Saturday to find out. Okay, well, and it sounds as though the place to be is down under because um, Paul Schoons on his Facebook page has put uh, some more exciting news for New Zealand Dot Who fans. And that is the Dot Who uh, Symphonic Spectacular coming to New Zealand for the first time. Uh, the special event will open the 2014 New Zealand Festival that's in Wellington. Um, and there's, uh, he's put some, there is a touring show. Um, let me just click on that link. Um, uh, the touring show based on the recent Dot 2 50th anniversary proms, the Dot 2 Symphonic Spectacular will play three performances at Wellington's TSB Bank Arena on the 21st, 22nd of February. So I'm assuming there'll be an afternoon one in there. Uh, but the first time the show has been put on for New Zealand audiences. Um, and I think they're using a local um, orchestra. They're not flying an orchestra over there. The music will be performed by New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. But during the show, there will still be live appearances in the aisles by monsters from the series. Oh, and there will be specially edited sequences featuring the 11th Doctor played by Matt Smith. Now, that's a quite a, a funny one, Jeff, because if this is going to be in February 2014, uh, and we won't mention what the spoiler is, but maybe uh, Matt Smith being the uh, on those videos may not be as up-to-date as people would want. Uh, perhaps If you not. know what I mean. Wait, wait, I, I, do, I, I do know what you mean, Dave. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's that. Uh, but um, not to mean that the UK hasn't uh, uh, got some incitement in Doctor Who, because the, um, the long-awaited uh, TV showing of the recording from the proms, because that was on the radio, all of it was played on the radio, and you could listen to it on the BBC AI uh, radio player for a while, but the actual Dot 2 proms for now is going to be on Monday the 26th of August, tomorrow as we now record, and uh, thank you to Carl in the room with us, um, who's confirmed that it will be shown on BBC One, uh, and presumably BBC One HD, at 4 p.m. So that is um, brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you for checking as well. Uh, so that is um, that event. I'm just going to very quickly go back to DoctorWhoNews.net um, and there's just confirmation about the Doctors Revisited there. And um, I can't remember when we mentioned about the light at the end. Did we mention that last week? I don't think we did, did we? Um, I, no, I don't uh, remember it. Right. Uh, the 50th anniversary audio adventure, Light at the End, from Big Finishes to released on a limited edition vinyl. And um, if you go to the .who news.net page and find it, 
there's a marvellous sort of 3D uh, lenticular, uh, well, it's not lenticular, but this is how it will look under the special cover that they're going to have. And it, it, it really looks good with five of the doctors there, what looks to be standing on an exploding TARDIS. And the, the graphics for that are absolutely phenomenal. So um, that really looks uh, very, very good indeed. I've put in a link into the text chat to go right to the Doctor Who uh, News.net page just for this particular article, The Light at the End. Thank you, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the other other piece of news that I had, and this is not related to Doctor Who, but it's, um, it's about a program that will be on BBC Four tonight here in the UK uh, at 10pm. Uh, we mentioned this before, and I think... Um, he got mentioned by Ken, this actor uh, who's sadly dead, um, when he appeared in uh, one of the Superman films, although he's mainly, I uh, wasn't mainly known as a comic, and that is Richard Pryor. Um, commit the log- uh, sorry, omit the logic. Um, there is um, a documentary about Richard Pryor, BBC Four, 10 p.m. tonight. So I know people like Ken will probably want to catch that if he has a method of doing so. Um, uh, I won't, well, it's a documentary, so it will uh, explore the darker side of his life, I think, as well as some of the other things. Apparently, um, he had a bit of an epiphany when he went to Africa for the first time. Prior to going to there, he used to use quite a lot of bad language. He was sort of self-deprecating in his language about... Uh, um, he didn't do it to hurt people. He, it was just that they always used to say that it was only black comics that could use black swear words, if you know what I mean. And um, But apparently when he went to Africa and came back from there, he came back a rather changed man and uh, didn't do that. And of course, we know that he was quite severely ill uh, in his later years. And I think he died uh, only age 67. So, um, But that is a, a documentary that may be of interest to some of our listeners there. So uh, unless I've missed anything out, I don't think there is any other news. So let's hear from Andy on how you can join us, especially next week. If you enjoy listening, why not join the collective and participate yourself? We're on TalkShoe. Call ID 54821. Call in on 724-444-7444. This is a US number, area code 724, so do check your calling plan before dialing in. If you have a SIP client, you can call in for free on 66.212.134.192. Or you can connect in directly via the shoe phone client if you have TalkShoe Live installed. Looking forward to hearing you. And uh, let's hear from uh, someone who thinks that coming in to talk to you, into uh, talk to you, into Colton Collective, is a good thing to do. This is Anthony Burge, Jessica Burke, and Christine Larson of the Mythological Dimensions of Neil Gaiman. And you're listening to the Colton Collective. And they're also the editors of the book they also did on Neil Gaiman. But the reason I played that clip is I just want to point out that um, one of the episodes we put up, some people uh, know that we do these ones Sunday, but we do put uh, other studio episodes up from now again. For instance, this is episode 217, but we've actually got 492 episodes in all of the Cotton Collective, approximately two every week you get double your money from this show. 
Um, I did. Um, unfortunately, Ian wasn't able to make that, but I did an interview with uh, with the couple Jessica Burke and Anthony Burge. Uh, they've got a new book out, and I'll just give it a quick plug, and also give a plug for you to go and listen to that episode. You'll find it on the iTunes feed or any of the other places like Player FM where you can catch the Cook Collective and that is their new fictional book and it's called The Friendly Horror and Other Weird Tales and um, there are a couple of audio clips that you can hear on that and I might just play a little bit of one if I can just find it but I must give one little warning out although the conversation that we had is is, um, fine for anybody else to listen to the reading material in some of the stories of this book is definitely for a reading age, not a reading age, but a, an age in terms of adult themes and some bad language uh, of people of, uh, I would say, 15 uh, plus. I'm not going to play all of the clip, but I'll just play a little bit of um, one of the, the fact that this book is coming out in audio versions and ebook versions as well. Just little, a little bit of it, and I will... Stop it fairly quickly. Posterity is what grandfather might call it. The desire to record for those who come after. In memoriam. In perpetuity. It's all nonsense. No one will listen to this record. It's just my voice in an empty well echoing back at me. Words on the page. Comfort to an old man. Or at least a man who feels old. Truth be told, I'm barely 40. Yet I feel as though I've lived three score years in addition. And I'm going to stop it there. There's that clip, uh, which is just over two minutes, and a secondary clip to give you an idea of what the uh, audio reading of this book. It's um, basically a book of short stories with the friendly horror being the sort of uh, novella, the main sort of book. So I know Kobo will, although I don't know, I'll ask Kobo, not necessarily on this particular book, but uh, is horror some of the genres that you read? <laughs> I love <laughs> horror stories, especially if they're very, very well read. I mean, I've kind of fallen and acted out on a bridge version of Dracula that is simply superb. Okay, well, I'll just put into the room uh, the Amazon link to the friendly horror and other weird tales where. If you've once you've listened to the Colton Collective uh, interview, then you may decide that this book is something that would interest you. Because I say uh, there is some, you know, um, language and adult themes in that. Well, we are at 22 minutes, and uh, I shall just repeat again for for the listeners that um, <clears throat> we're just going to talk a little bit ad lib uh, for a short while. We we, we may only go. Uh, to the half hour mark on today's show apologies for that uh, we're letting you off school early um, <clears throat> but just to say that um, with just the three of us in uh, we feel as though what uh, this uh, topic needs is um, to be covered by the group so uh, wh- why are we taking notice well uh, Stephen Hawkins uh, Hawking one of the greatest uh, minds uh, currently alive um, Unfortunately, uh, plagued by this, well, plagued, more than plagued, uh, really uh, restrictive uh, illness that's left him wheelchair-bound, and amazingly, against all the odds, uh, he's still here at age 71, 
Um, when uh, I think when he was at university, aged only 23, uh, he was already feeling the effects and having uh, issues. Um, I Can wouldn't I say it's a big to Luke, Go on. Luke disease a little bit because yep. I've uh, obviously got some experience. Indeed. In this particular field, and once your legs and stuff atrophy, it's quite common to die at like the age of 40 or 50, so it's remarkable for anybody in a wheelchair to, to live past what most people would call middle age. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. It's, um, it says he had um, he has motor neuron disease related to. Uh, uh, I can't even read that. Uh, That's why they call it Lou Gehrig's disease for the most part. Uh, ALS, they call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which of course resulted in him losing the ability to speak, and um, of course, absolutely bizarrely, he has one of the most well-known voices in the world. Um, and in actual fact, um, I think he tried to keep that same voice that was synthesized for him because people began to know that voice as being the voice of Stephen Hawking. Now, as I say, we're not going to do the topic now, but just to say that um, what had happened is that um, there was um, a message that, that was talked about uh, on a couple of the sites. Um, I just mentioned um, one here. Stephen Hawking, we've got a thousand years to escape Earth. Um, and just very briefly, um, uh, ooh, let me go to, I've got, I've got a better link. I'm going to go to the better link. I'm just floundering a little bit here, guys. So just excuse me while I clear out some of the other links that I've got up and, gosh, how many did I have open? There we go. Get rid of those. <laughs> Dave, you're doing great. Just uh, um, keep doing what you're doing. and Keep doing uh, what you're doing. Planet Tech, that's going to be a better one. And I'll put that in, planettech.news. There's about three sites that reported it. But some of them, they've got so many adverts and things on. When you actually want to read the meat of the article, um, you, um, you, you find it difficult. Acclaimed British scientist Stephen Hawking has issued an urgent call for the continuation of space exploration programs. According to Hawking, if humans don't find somewhere beyond Earth to live within the next millennium, our entire species could very well become extinct. We must continue to go into space for humanity, Hawking said recently at an event at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. Um, Hawking, who has been a long-term proponent of space exploration, believes that the planet Earth is becoming too fragile to continue supporting human life. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, and of course, uh, if any of you read on the internet recently, we now think that the, the uh, human race has just about reached the 7 billion living people. Uh, I think there's almost as many people alive today who's um, ever lived in the past. So we've got 7 billion people on the planet. So what we're going to do and what we will be doing next week, I'll just ask these two guys if they just want to make a, a preliminary statement or two. Um, we'll be... Uh, looking at some of the things that um, are likely scenarios, risk to civilization, uh, and I'll just give you a brief list of some of them. Um, uh, nuclear terrorism, natural pandemic, 
nanotechnology, nuclear war, engineering pandemic, wars, intelligent AI, ooh, Skynet, anyone? And uh, molecular nanotechnology weapons. Um, so we're going to discuss that. But we're also going to discuss, uh, and if you want to just check them for uh, next week, have a look at um, uh, younghollywood.com, www.younghollywood.com, and look for a page that says Top 10 End of the wor World Disaster Movies. Um, and that's as far as I want to go today with just three of us in the room. But uh, uh, we've got two guys on here. Um, do you want to make any comment about Stephen Hawking, about just generalizations in, in whether you feel as though you know, he's right to raise this topic, uh, and then um, j just a sentence or two. Uh, and I'll go to Jeff if I may first. Well, I, I think he does have a very good point in that we're just being so powerful. Um, our technology has advanced so much uh, that we could very easily wipe ourselves out, or um, there are external forces that could wipe us out as well. And if we're, we only have one place that we are, this little fragile Earth, uh, we do need to expand and have multiple places that we're at, different solar systems, different planets to be on. And so that if you know one place gets wiped out, we still exist. We still exist in the universe. I think it's very important for us to exist. Uh, we, we've come so far just to have it all be wiped out in one action, that would be so tragic. And uh, I, I just kind of wonder if um, if Hawking is giving us too long. He's, he's saying 1,000 years. I'm thinking 100 years. Right. Maybe even shorter than that. But um, I'll, I'll leave it at that and uh, then just kind of whet the appetites for everyone. Maybe uh, we'll have more people next week to talk about this. Okay, that doesn't, even, that doesn't even take into account like um, the fact that we're going to collide with the Andromeda galaxy in the next couple of, couple of hundred thousand years. So no, no, right. no, I think that's a couple of billion. I think yeah, two yeah, three billion couple, years. That's a couple of billion years uh, away. And um, I, I did mention external forces and, you know, uh, cosmic catastrophes, comets, comet hits, or rogue black holes or whatever. I mean, look at the dinosaurs. For goodness sake, we don't know what happened there. And... Yeah, but I mean, that's just a rock thrown at Earth compared with two galaxies colliding. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, the, sense, the difference in scale is just out of this world. But um, the, the whole point about it is, as I just read those things, that um, there's, a, there's a, the whole panoply, that's my word today, Jeff, whole panoply of things that could could happen and the thing. Some of them are in human lifetime scales, um, like, you know, these SARS viruses and things like that. Some of them are these um, 100,000 a year events, like, um, you know, like the one that hit the dinosaurs. Then you have things like, uh, things that are 10,000 years like the mini ice age, and uh, we're talking about this Maundy minimum with the sun and so on. So, um, uh, and then of course, uh, if you think of the Shoemaker Levy things, luckily 
with uh, Jupiter there to hoover up most of the big debris. That was all right. And, of course, then we've got these um, long-period comets like, uh, um, well, the, sh the short ones, isn't there, like Halley, and then these long ones that only actually come in every 100,000 years from the outer Oort cloud. So awful lots of different things to talk about. But we won't just be too serious because we'll have Ian back. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, disaster movies as well. How how this is um, grist to the mill, as it were, for the science fiction and fantasy merchants. Um, just mentioned a couple of films on the list that we'll be talking about. Uh, Deep Impact, Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow. There's a trilogy of films uh, that, uh, you know, have the human race sort of possibly going to be uh, an ex what they call an extinction event story and that's really the story of today's show because we're getting very near to an extinction event of our own can anyone in the room guess what that extinction event is the termination of the call well certainly the end of the recording <laughs> yes indeed um just let me say that um uh those people hopefully will be back on audio as I say they, they, they've they been knocked out but not totally for the count and remember that um, if you want to catch uh, the collective we will also be hopefully with um, Mike Randall Thor back on audio and Ian fully recovered from whatever ail ailment he has we will hopefully be resuming our Dot 2 revisited ones with, uh, with the last one we did and these um, obviously on the feeds was the uh, spearhead from space of the third Doctor so we've got the, the fourth, fifth, sixth and very shortly uh, the, well the seventh and very shortly the eighth Doctor to cover and uh, we also will have our commentaries remember to look out for our commentaries on the um, uh, uh, com. so uh, really at the uh, 30 before we go, go on uh, before we go Dave can I mention a couple of quibbles the lads on the list from last week because we did oh, say right. we were going to do that. We did mention last week that we would give time over for that this week. You're certainly right. Yes, if you if your memory can hold up that long, yes, certainly do so. Um, I don't think Mary Poppins should be classed in the animated film at all because it's really only that one sequence of animation, and the rest of it's live action. That was right. the quibble that I had with the list. Right. And, um, I think it should have been given over to something else. And I made my reasons known why I didn't like the placement of Toy Story and number one I think it was there for technological reasons rather than its own merit. I think it should have been Toy Story three and number one if you're gonna praise something in that series. Um What do you think, Jeff? Well, um I, I agree with, totally with you that Toy Story 3 was by far the more superior story or movie of, of that franchise. 
And I, I think I did mention that last week. I don't know if I'd put it at number one, though. Definitely top ten. Um, did you notice any uh, other quibbles with that list? Oh, well, I had some about? quibbles. Um, a lot of those films I didn't even recognize. Uh, and I, I think that's because some of them were foreign, and I really haven't seen a lot of foreign animated films. And what do you think about the Mary Poppins thing? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. There was just that, that one little sequence, and that even had some live action in it as well. Um, yeah, it, it probably shouldn't have been in there. There there were a lot of other uh, movies that should have been in there that weren't. I know, yeah. I don't think South Park should have been oh. in there because that's more of a TV series. Well, it was a theatrical film, but I don't know if it really should have been in that list. It, or if it was, it should have been much lower than than it actually was placed. I think it was in number six or seven in that list. Yeah. Dave, you got any comments on this? I'm trying. I'm trying to refresh my memory to those, and um, not really. All, all I would just say, those people that do listen to the recording, the list was from 2011, so uh, we didn't have things like Despicable Me, Despicable Me Two in, and. Um, I'm not too sure of any other major um, ones. Uh, is Cars 2 out yet? Um, I'm not sure whether you know, there, there, there may be some newer ones that would be would have made that list quite easily. So um, it was we were looking at a list that was about 18 months old at the time of doing the episode. Okay. Well, I, I am going to, uh, rather than just uh, continue on, th- I want to thank Cybob, Carl, that's Liza, uh, and the next Doctor and Logan who came in. Uh, definitely want to thank Kobo. Uh, thank you, Kobo, for coming in. And I want to thank Jeff as well for coming in and helping me out. It was a pleasure. It was. Okay, guys. Well, you've been let off school early. You can go out and play. Uh, but next week... This topic, humans must escape the earth, our perish, will be firmly on the agenda. Uh, barring some disaster. Uh, Bye for now. Bye all. Bye. Bye everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.